Hello everyone, welcome to GCP and a new show titled Shite. <laughs> I love that, you know, I'm, I love it, you know. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of shite today here, like definitely. Oh, there is. Well, you might have heard his voice then. He's actually done a lot of prep uh, for this uh, show. And he's also Steve Austin's uh, number one fan who is featured in this uh, Tower of Shite. It's the one and only... Matty Edwards. Hello, Matty. Hello, Andy, mate. How are you? You all right? Not bad, mate. I think the only time we recorded together was on uh, Grapple Gareth Soul for watching uh, London Rampage. <laughs> that was a lot. Well, I don't know, four years ago, was that? That long About ago? About four years ago, yeah. Before COVID, didn't it? Definitely. Yeah. What shite oh. that was. <laughs> You know what? This the genesis was built back then because we were just slate and shite, yeah. So it's come full circle now, and we've actually got this show called Shite, and hopefully, and this is one of many to come, like definitely. Oh, it, hopefully so. This is like the uh, pilot episode. You, yeah. you know, like I, ITV do pilot episodes, and they never get uh, played again. Yeah. <laughs> might, might be this. Uh... <laughs> uh... Well, anyways, um, what we're going to talk about today, it was an idea I thought up of um, just on the way home. It was about gimmicks in general. Yeah. And uh, one such gimmick is um, the cage match, the humble cage match. And what we're going to do on this show today is uh, talk about 10 of possibly the worst cage matches um, in the history of wrestling. Boy, it's all different types of like yeah. cage matches from Hell in a Cell. Punjabi yeah. prison, blindfold matches in cages, the yeah. fucking the, do, the do worst cages, war games. There's the, every type you can think of, and that's why I love this. And that is what I was made up when you there sent the list over to me, and it was just fucking. But I will disagree though, because I actually don't mind a couple of these. If I'm being honest, I know. <laughs> we'll get into them, like, but I don't mind a couple of these. <laughs> But um, the, the first question I wanted to ask you, Matty, was um, yeah. about gimmicks in general. What's your favourite type of uh, gimmick match? Well, this is it, and you know, like obviously most of them haven't even like. I used to love a ladder match, used to love a hell in the cell, and they have just been overkilled. You know, if they didn't have them for a while, maybe you know you get excited about one when it's actually a blood feud and stuff like that, but. And I'm not just picking on AEW, but there's, there's ladder matches every other week, it seems. You know what I mean? Even in XT, bad for it, aren't they? There's, there's just so many of them these days. But I used to love Hell in a Cell. I used to always, like, really look forward. But I love, like, first blood match, you know. Mm. As an Undertaker fan, love, like, the buried alive and all that hokey stuff. So I love I love basically any type of gimmick match and I'll, I'll be all in for, like, definitely. <laughs> I, I think I think from my end, um, one dumpster match is always uh, uh, one thing that's always at the point is a dumpster match, right? See, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> you you won't get many saying that, but I do love that. No, but I think there's been a couple in WWE and the WWF, which was the New Age Outlaws versus uh, Cactus and uh, old uh, Chainsaw Charlie. But Outlaws, I think it's and um. Yeah, I think outlaw, outlaw, it'd be an outlaws and someone else, wouldn't it? Dudley's, it was no, it was it was out, outlaws against Funk and Foley, and it was X Pac and Road Dog v the Dudleys. I think right. Tory was with the out here X Pac and Road Dog. I think it was a three on two officially. That was a dumpster tables match, though, randomly enough, with obviously <laughs> the Dudleys being involved. Yeah, they had to put them through tables, and they had to put them in the dumpster to win. 
So Robin. that's what I but I can't think of it. I thought I'm sure Braun Strowman's been in one. Braun he Stone probably has. But my main memory of dumpster matches is uh, um, the local promotion, GPW in uh, Hindley. Every dumpster match they've had there has been excellent. Nailed did they, on. Did they use like the proper WWF style dumpsters or is it like... <laughs> no, it, no, it's it? like um, a local like council bin. From, uh, <laughs> like a purple bin. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. What colour bins do you have where you live on? Um, so I have um, a dark green bin. That's just for all the general like shite. Um, yeah. I have the um, light green one with a blue lid for plastics. I have a brown bin for the garden waste, and I have a, bl a light blue one for the cardboard. I used to have one of those, you know, like small caddy bins for all your food waste. But fuck me, it stunk. Yeah, well, see, you've got four bins there. That's wild. We've only got three. We've got blue bin is like your, you know, your general waste. Uh, sorry, purple bin's general waste. Blue bin is your recycling, which you just lob in. And then your yeah. green is for your garden, which I think's perfect. Green, grass, all the <laughs> greenery. <laughs> That's what it should be. That one is brown or whatever, you know. That makes sense, that to me. But surprise, surprisingly, when I've been down to London, I don't think they have any bins. All their rubbish is out strewn. Outside oh, the door, mate. Do they have them shoots as well? Like you get in the flat where you just throw the bin bag down. <laughs> I couldn't leave anywhere like that. Petrified the rats and mice and everything. Oh no. It's not Victorian times. <laughs> <know. laughs> well, yeah, as you said as well, ladder match has been overdone, especially NXT have overdone. Oh, that. and how many has they been? But you know. You know, I like a good, you know, no old bard or a good stiff fight, come dressed as you are, you know, the jeans and all that, you know, all stuff like that. Great. And you say, I'm glad you said dumpster. There's, there's so many, isn't there? I say first blood match. I do love them. There's, there's so many, but you know, if you, if you actually sat down and wrote how many gimmick matches there's ever been, you mean, how, how long would you be here for? You know, it's, it's good the way that like, they can bring out a new one if they do. That's never been done before. I appreciate. That. I'll always give it a chance because it's it's hard to think of a new one, isn't it? But I think I think most of the times, as with wrestling, if you overcomplicate it, like quite a few yeah. matches, it ends up typically being rubbish. Just have to look at Vince Russo's uh, gimmick. <laughs> what was the um, what was that Michaels one? That Iron Man one they done in NXT last time, but that was quite a hit, wasn't it? Remember the last one yeah. they done. Yeah, that yeah, all the um, Iron Survivor challenge. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mind that. You know, I thought it was all right. It, it was where like um, quite a few got pinfalls, and then the one who was in like last um, had to like catch up on the two falls, and it was yeah. basically a bit like King of the Mountain, but yeah, <laughs> <A> bit better, <laughs> but less Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Cage match is what we're going to talk about. What What's your favourite um, sort? Is it like the escape ones, pinfall only? Do you like your Hell in a Cells? Yeah, Hell in a Cells the one for me where, you know, but if we're doing traditional cage matches, I do prefer Escape the Cage. I think that's the whole point of it, isn't it? I don't, you know, if we're, if we're being all whatever about it, you know, the pinfall submission one, it's like, no, I think you've got to escape the cage. I like that, me. I like the old school, just got to get out of there. Yeah, but they've, they've, I would say they've overblown that spot nowadays where someone's crawling oh, to the yeah. door and then someone just whacks the old Kerry Von Erich one from the World Clash back in the day. Yeah, that's what it is. That's where it started. But yeah, it's been done so many times, so many times. 
I mean, I would say hell, the thing is with like your Hell in a Cells, they used to be, you know, very special. And then it, it just, yeah, you know, they just end up overdoing it too many. I think that I think the the one where it died down a bit, maybe Jericho and Triple H, weren't it? No, I think, no, to be honest, and you know, after that, you had your um, you had Nash and Triple H had one, which you know, oh, yeah. Well, for them two in there, it's not as bad as it sounds, that one, if we're being honest. It, you know, they they exceeded expectations. They had to get Foley in, obviously, for, as the referee to take the bumps and that. But And then the year after, I'd say it's worse. Triple H and Michaels had like a 50-minute one. And it was like, yeah, it, can you remember that one? <laughs> I think that was, weren't it around the stage all Triple H and have all them sort of like long, epic matches, thinking he was Ric Flair and he wasn't. Yeah, that isn't good. But then Batista and Triple H... In 05, have a really good one. That's part yeah. of their trilogy, and that's through that. That's probably the last. But no, even after that, and you've got Edge and Undertaker had Batista yeah. and Undertaker, and Edge and Undertaker had good. It's to be honest, and I hate to sound IWC, yeah, it is when they started to put them as a pay per view. I think yeah. that's when it did get diluted down. Because even as you say, Batista Undertaker 07. Edge Undertaker 08. Lesnar Undertaker had one as like two, didn't they? Yeah, 2015. That's probably one of the best modern ones where Lesnar uh, rips the ring up, doesn't he? The the padding on the ring. Yeah, yeah. So there's still some good ones in there, but for the the few years around 2010, 2011, they were just the most PG, like Hell in a Cell matches you've ever seen. It was basically just a match with the cage around it. You just no need for them to to be in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, we'll we'll just do a couple of spots, chuck you in the cage. Yeah, oh, that's, that's about it, as well. Yeah. No blood. No, at least Lesnar. No one's going to tell Lesnar and Taker he can't blade or he can't get blood. Hardy. Fucking hell, Brock will pack his bags <laughs> and bugger off home, won't he? Um, anyhow, sh- shall we get into uh, match number one of our uh, of our ten worst? Yeah. Um, on this list. Now, this one comes in at twenty three minutes and twenty three seconds. What a time. <laughs> what a time. It's the um, old age in a cage. Yeah. From Halloween, <laughs> Halloween Havoc 1997 between Hollywood Hulk Hogan and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Now, it was named Age in the Cage. I think it was off a promo by Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette. Yeah, well, you should have them on Raw, didn't you? Really? They just give him like two or three minutes to kick off. He'd even start ripping his own company, wouldn't he? Who he's working for in, in them, like he's just nuts, but did he really had a go at the Hogan and Piper, didn't he? Yeah, so it, it was around the time, weren't it, when he brought his like NWA guys in just before it? that? Yeah, just before that, it was uh, Rock and Roll Express with um, what's Barry, it, uh, Rick, 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 Ricky Morton, and um, what's he called, Paul Merton, Robert Gibson. Oh, <laughs> It was probably it was probably it was probably only twenty five then, weren't he, Robert? Oh, amazing to tell you. Well, you got while we're speaking of ages, let everyone know how old Hogan and Piper are in this age in the cage. Go on. So age in the cage. So Rowdy Roddy Piper in nineteen ninety seven was forty three years old. Hulk Hogan forty four. Now a little known fact for you. So that combined age is eighty seven. It's still lower than Undertaker versus Triple H at WrestleMania 28 in a Hell in a Cell match. 90 years in total there. Ages come up to. 
Notice it though, it really is. Honestly, we always talk about it on Grapple. It's these ages and these, like, as you said, hard paper rounds. It's just, it just, it, it'll never not fascinate me. It's just unbelievable stuff. <laughs> Rit off though. Wrestlers are writ off, Andy. And they're like 30 or 35. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then again, you see, you'll see like WrestleMania this year, like Edge against Finn Balor. Their combined age is about 90 year old as well. Yeah. Easily though. Easily. Easy. It, it must it must have been them hard drugs and drink in the eighties. It was. It must have been. I mean, the world's gone like that, though, and isn't it? You know, you look around. You know, it's like people who you work with, even you know, old and young. They, they don't look the age, do they? It's just a life thing. Maybe there's more like was cosmetics going on in the world. More how, how people people dress younger and getting all surgery or whatever it may be. It's just a completely different world. But as you say, the wrestlers back then, it's that hard. You know. 300 days on the road, fucking Jack Daniels, whatever drug they can get. It's just non-stop, it? It's non-stop, mate. The, the, the other things to make you young were like, um, I don't know, put it splashing on a bit of Old Spice, were it? <laughs> but it's not a dish, none of these podcasts I'm telling you to lie down and get a good night's sleep and how to get a sleep. None of that shite back then. <laughs> it was just fucking, let's get on with it. <laughs> None, none of us non-workers back then telling them. <laughs> no chance. They give you a smack as well, wouldn't they? No, fucking what? <laughs> you go on a podcast, hey, it's all fake at this shit. Yeah. And then you get David Schultz turning up at your door. Ladies tell you. Anyhow, ring announcer for this match was the one and only Michael Buffer collecting a massive paycheck as ever in WCW. He must That's have been on. 50 grand. Was he on that? I was about to say double that, the way Bischoff was throwing it about. He must have got a rise, Andy. He must have started off on about 250. He must have got that pay rise to about half a mil. Easy. Easy. He's on Nitro and everything, though, isn't he? He was, yeah, coining it in. Um, Saying names, uh, who is it? Brett the Eightman Clark. Yeah, but but he was there till the last pay-per-view, you know. He was on at the very end when when it was dying. He was still there on the pay-per-views. Yeah, he what? said, well, I better still collect my money, even though you're That's like, uh, how it. many hundred million in the red? You know, my mate's got a picture with him. My mate's got, he met him in, um, in Las Vegas. He used to go to all the boxing fights, and yeah. he got a picture with him in the hotel lobby, yeah. Always looked like a million dollars, though, didn't he? But he smelt like a million dollars as well. <laughs> but he's not smelling like Uncle <laughs> Joe's mint balls, <laughs> is he? Not hasn't got the old spice on either, has <laughs> I think I think the only time I've seen him live was um, an Anthony Crawler fight in uh, Manchester, and just just being there just to wear that announcement yeah. is just like you, you know bucket bucket list stuff. Of course, but definitely. Recently, I've had uh, one of uh, Michael Buffer's energy drinks, the uh, old Ready to Rumble. <laughs> don't don't bother me. Well, you can't really bother Matty because you. <laughs> cause yeah, you I can't. No, but is that shite as well? Is that is that fitting in with this show? Shite. Is that is that what yeah. that is? <laughs> yeah, I I was talking at work today. I had the Michael Buffer one. I've had the Tyson Fury one, which you know isn't bad. The blueberry flavor is nice. But uh, I I heard today Monster are actually bringing out an alcoholic energy drink. You know, like wow. Dragon Soup, mate. No, but and I'll be honest. Even when I could have. Um... You know, energy drinks. I only ever stuck to Lucas Age, you know. I didn't ever get involved with your red. The only time I had Red Bulls if I was on the ale, you know, back when like yeah. vodka Red Bulls were in the range and all that. Yeah. And I never bothered with all these knockoffs with Monster or Red Bull or whatever it was. Or, sorry, Powerade was all right. 
the American ones yeah, yeah, yeah. that was all right but um, I think it's because you saw like footballers have it and you think oh I can go 10 yeah yeah said sport mate was always the best <coughs> fucking unbelievable that was really nice that yeah um so back to this um cage match at the age in the cage um Hulk Hogan out to his bomb chicka whack whack music. Um, <laughs> and th this match actually um, taking place in a big, rusty, wobbly cage. How Just about to say, Andy, how flimsy and fucking shoddy was it? But how tall was it? Though? What the hell was going on here with this? It was like it was made, like, you know, like in a... Um... What I'm trying to think, like a Connect Four fucking. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of like a Hogan climber trying to get his Connect Four, like shaking and wobbly. And we'll talk about the finish in a minute. What the hell is Macho Man playing at? Fucking. Oh, doing his legs in. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, Bobby Enan says on commentary, watch Piper's eyes, you'll know what mood he's in. Where well, he's probably cold off his tits. <laughs> Have you heard that story about Piper? I've got to throw it in there. Go on. Onky Tonk Man told us in one of his shoot interviews where I think he gets a, like, he, he, I don't know, it's either like he puts his finger in, like he's getting a plug out or something, and he gets a bit of electric shock, like he, we all have off, like, trolleys or whatever. Yeah. And apparently he said, like, the whole, I don't know, Onky Tonk Man tells it obviously better than me, but it's like the whole of his body, just he kept the electricity inside of him. And it, this is Piper saying it. Like, it kept him inside and he kept it going for, like, hours and hours on end. What a nutter. What a fucking nutter he was. Oh, these wrestlers in the 80s and 90s had different breed, lad, I tell you. Uh, I remember breed. when I uh, went to see Roddy Piper's Q&A in uh, Manchester, I asked one question and that was, um, what, what did you think of Mr T's mother? Because, <laughs> yeah, what did he say? Did he answer all right? Like, oh, no, he actually gave a good answer, you yeah. know. He just talk about he, he actually met his mother and uh, talking about Mr. T. I thought, I thought he was actually good, nice, nice fella to meet as well. Like getting an autograph from him in me, uh, yeah, WrestleMania 30, in my WrestleMania 30 program. And he was saying, Don't really look like me nowadays, does it? Well, you know what? He's sad. I think Piper, you know, people fucking shit on him. I I, I think he's good, mate. I, you know, I'm not saying he's the best in there, but one of the best on the mic, isn't he? C carried himself well, took it serious. What people want every wrestler to do, you know what I mean? And and, and you and, and you see nowadays, mate, where um like the AEW champions basically modeling yourself on Roddy Piper. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Says it all. So um this match, Matty, what what are your thoughts? Well, we're not mentioning the five stings coming around the well. end. <laughs> we're not talking about the actual wrestling here because it was plodding and then being like nice there. It was just digs. That's eye rakes, digs, back rakes. It was just all that way. It was not not at all going on. It was all it's the NWO stuff, isn't it? So it's all, you know, story and all that all that surrounding. But the five fake stings coming out, just what was going on here? <laughs> Well, it's, it's a couple of months before um, Starcade 1997 Starcade. with uh, Sting and Hogan. But this this trope with the fake skin, uh, fake Stings, I'll put my teeth back in, uh, they, they, can, they continued on for about another three years, didn't they? You know, remember the few with Jeff Jarrett and Sting from 2000 when it just every week they kept popping up. Yeah, like yeah. Breathing. yeah. Yeah, well, they're still doing some of it, as you say, in AEW now, aren't they? With you know, we get like the, the sting taking the sting mask off to reveal himself. I love that one. I've always loved that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, not not much at all, Andy, to this, except for 
Macho Man's outrageous. Axe handle off the top of this. He had the bottle. You would have had bottle getting up on this if it was the most steadiest cage you've ever seen. Iron <laughs> fucking cage. But to get up on this, and you can see when he jumps off that he actually slips a bit because the cage like moves. It's outrageous stuff. It's like being on a building site on a windy day, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> watch, watch out for falling objects and also the macho man. But it's the world's, <clears throat> the world's large, largest, longest, big fod slap, isn't it? It's not even an axe handle. It's just a fod slap to the top of Hogan's head. <laughs> uh, I would say crowd weren't into this match at all. It was just no, not, just not long punch, punch and kick, punch and yeah, kick. That's all it was. And then at the end, with it, was that fan a plant or was he not? Was he a real fan? I, I think it was an actual fan. Yeah, because they start doing the stings in and that, and then this fan comes in, doesn't he, in a sting mask? Though, so that's why I was a bit like confused. He had the paint on, didn't he, or whatever. And I thought Is that that can't be because you know everyone jumped in there, but. It, you don't know back. This isn't even Russo throwing it in. This is Bishop. No, no, this. no. So, yeah, so it probably was a was a real fan. He got the he got the absolute shit kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. To be honest, it's not Hogan you'd want to worry about. It's Savage. Savage. Can... Oh yeah, yeah. Bloody loose cannon. Yeah. Um, what would we be going star ratings on this? Oh, match? I mean, you're not a star man. No, I mean, I mean. Is it got? It, does it even get a one, Andy? Does it? Like it would, it would be like Jay. I mean, it, it's it's hard enough rating good matches, <laughs> rating <laughs> shit matches here. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad not giving it one, but I, I don't know. It does deserve it. What would you say? Quarter star, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. I'm glad you said it. It's half a star if we're being generous because because who's in there and that. But no, not good at all. <laughs> Match number two. It's. Steve. Here we go. Picks up a bit now. <laughs> Versus the one and only um, man with a tash nowadays, uh, Vince McMahon. <laughs> uh, from, from St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Um, so this is the last time a proper bar cage was used in WWE slash F. Fitting though. Fitting Andy for... Because I always say, considering this feud, like... I know they had that, what, more of an angle on Raw in April 98, Austin v. Yeah. Vince. This is the only match they ever had on pay-per-view as well. It's the only ever yeah. match they ever had. So it's a it's a big-time match, this, like, massive. Would you would you say, Matt, this is the height of Steve? <sighs> I mean, 98, it's hard. It's this period, isn't it? It's the night after Mania 14, up until... Like he starts getting them in. I'd say up until the end of an era, uh, fully loaded 99, you know, where, where it is, Austin V. Vince is that end of an era. I'd say yeah. that's his peak, Andy. And now, obviously, he's still over and still ma majorly popular after that. But he, then he's out for like a year, isn't he? And then comes back. And he's still Steve to me and, and most people. But he was, I don't think he was ever as red hot as that 98, 99 mm. Austin Vince, that full on. 18 months was just like, you'll never see it again, will you? I don't think you'll ever see that again. No. Um, well, like the month before, Vince won the uh, 1999 Royal Rumble, which as a storyline Royal Rumble is pretty good just for the Vince and the Austin stuff. Oh. It's a terrible rumble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For the actual story, like weaving through it, it it's brilliant with Austin and Vince. But as you say, 
I remember, do you remember, remember though, the crowd in the front row, make that, there's about four or five lads, and when Gangrel comes out, they're the bouncing, bopping the heads to his music, yeah. <laughs> put the legends down in the crowd. I, I, I always, uh, one one match in that uh, Royal Rumble was the the opener, which is still one of the worst openers ever, which is a road dog um, versus Bosch big man. boss man. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and, I've, wa- I've watched that video say many a time, and it's just like, oh no, this is opening up again, isn't it? Well, the Bosch man had a worse stinker than that on this event. It was against Midian at the height of the uh, Ministry V Corporation. What a stinker that match is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big Red. Um, Apparently, he was good in Japan, if you ask some people. Um, well, <laughs> he, he, could move, he could move for a big lad. I, say, I did see yeah. one, um, like a gift today of. Um, him an earthquake, weren't it? Boss man versus earthquake at Albert Hall. It's like, ooh, Boss man was good early days, but when he come back as Vince's uh, henchman in '98, now he was he was done, weren't he? And he was only about thirty-eight, but he was done. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into a uh, big boss man later on, uh, with this match at Steve's out first, crowd go wild. It's Crazy Ridiculous. times, it? yeah. It's it's it, it, but Vince comes out here as well, looking absolutely jacked to, to the girls oh. here. Like, he's, wow, yeah, <laughs> he is fucking a machine here. But he starts off Austin because Vince won't get him, will he? But then, Austin, well, you, you know, you know what, Vince McMahon must have worked the camp circuit on in the UK, <laughs> the best laugh. <laughs> This because this, this is a tactic of bad you do just like uh, pretend they're gonna go in ring and then I uh, roll out now uh, you shut up and but then Austin like Austin gets out doesn't he but uh, like fakes the injury like as if he's twisted his knee on the floor yeah. to make Vince think he's got him and Austin beats the shit out of him for a good like five minutes including always say one of the most hellacious bumps ever. The bounce Vince off the cage, bouncing on the table though, Andy. It's a naughty bump. The broker's coccyx did me on this or something. It's an outrageous <laughs> fucking bump, lad. And you know how much Vince McMahon likes his ass as well. Yeah. So he must have been, <laughs> been in tears. <laughs> but it's Vince as well. At the top where Vince is trying to get out. You get back in the ring, don't you? And that and Austin, and then like, Vince takes over for a little bit, gets a bit of a gets a bit of fucking heat on Austin, but then Vince's kipper when he's trying to get out and Austin grabs him. It's just that, as you say, that camp face and then Austin just flips him back inside. Then he takes a, another stingy bump off the top into the ring. Like <laughs> He's just an well, awful well, wrestler. Everything, everything, every bump he takes looks like it genuinely hurts. He's one of the best, worst wrestlers, isn't he? Oh, oh he's unbelievable, mate. Yeah, honestly. What one thing one thing he did say, Matty, you know, when he was um, going out on the stretcher, he said, like, don't take me home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's so Vince is so good at just hamming it up. Oh, the best. We always, you know, we're not obviously talking about him as a human, we're talking about him as a character, and it's just there's no one better, Andy. He's the best heel of all time. He always got his comeuppance. He always fucking, you know. He might have told that line in getting his come up into event, but he always got made an absolute tit made out of him, didn't he? As you say, all this stuff like when he got his head put up the Kishi's ass, it looked yeah. like it was fucking petty yeah. right up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking great, you know. Best heel of all time. No one can ever argue that for me. But uh, the, the thing is, I think it's Vince's you know, mindset. Like, if I can look like an absolute tool, you yeah, can look you like can, an absolute yeah. tool. But he always said that, didn't he? And I'd, <laughs> ne- I'd never do something that uh, 
I'd never tell you to do something that I wouldn't do. It's even like a few years ago when he's bu- bumping off that balcony, showing the gronk how to do it. Yeah, you see that? yeah. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> so, um, with the with the end of this match, um, it ends up with um, who's this coming out of the ground of the uh, of the ring? It's the one and only, the great white. <laughs> Paul White. Yes. And you know what? This is a, I love this finish. It's a great creative finish because it's like you get the debut of Paul White beating the fuck out of Austin. And it's only the strength of the Giants throwing him into the cage that gets Austin the win. So it's it's great, great finish. Creative as hell for me. And as well at this time, like the Giant would have been, it still would have been a, like a massive star, you know, but, you know, with WCW. Apart, you know, he just finished his um, run, like, smoking cigs and... Yeah, doing the job to DDP at Starcade 98. I remember that, that other one where he goes for the choke slam off the top, if you see it, and he reverses into the diamond cutter. Yeah. They finish that, boss that. But I, 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 one of my notes here, I did feel like it made him look like an idiot. You, you know, this, this finish is... Yeah, like with Steve actually winning, just going through the cage, like... Well, as I say, it's like, for me, it's like, you know, your debuting Big Show, obviously he's going to be doing Austin in. And I say, it's the strength. It's how you look at it, isn't it? I think for me, it's the strength of this big, giant man has threw me into a cage. And I've gone out. Because you, you, if you're debuting him, you don't want Austin to beat the fuck out of him, do you? Do you know what I mean? You don't want that. No. I mean, he's done that a couple of weeks later on Raw, which, like, people will always have a go at. He beat him clean, didn't he, in the middle, like, a couple of weeks later on Raw and stuff like that. But I, I thought it was a... Uh, it was quite creative, and Vince there busted open, isn't he as well? So you know, he's a good bleeder, isn't he? Oh, he is. Gush you, gush you. <laughs> um, but I will say, it's probably one of the better matches out of the ten. Yeah, I, I, I go three on it, and because I know that might sound high, but it's Austin and Vince. It's a, it's a major match. It's you know, you're not expecting them to start doing poison runners and fucking. Working the leg eye, and it's it's what you'd expect from Austin V. Vince. It's personal. It's what you want, and I I give it three stars. Yeah, uh, me, me thinking with this match um, was I didn't really want to choose like King Kong Bundy for, versus Hulk Hogan from WrestleMania two because yeah. no, but uh, it's, it's, it's 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 great because as you say, it's the last ever one of yeah. this type of bar match. So it, it must should be on the list, even though it's not as as you say shite as the others were going through. Yeah, well. If you want shite, match number three <laughs> is the place for shite. As we have Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage versus the Alliance to end Ulcomania, the Tower of Doom from WCW Uncensored 1996, coming in at a grand total of 32 minutes and 54 seconds, Matty. No, this was a fucking chore, Andy. This was. I mean, first of all, we, I've got me. I've got two words written underneath first, which was utter cack. This is what this is. This was. We've got to go through this fucking team first of the fucking alliance to end up <coughs> All yes. right, you've got Ric Flair. Yeah. Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson in his joggers. In his jog- full jogging suit, though, as well, with the fucking hoodie there, enough. Lex Luger. Yeah. Meng. Kevin yeah. Sullivan, the Barbarian, fucking Ultimate Solution, <laughs> and fucking Zeus is here. He's back. <laughs> seven years later, <laughs> he's back. <laughs> it's what a fucking collective that is. <laughs> Honestly, against the mega powers of Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage. 
What year is it, Andy? What fucking year is it, the Megan Powers? Na- nine, 1996. So Hulk, Hulk Hogan back then would have been 43. Yeah. I think Savage was, um, I've got his age somewhere. Just one second. Younger, about 41. He's about 41, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, Sa- no, Savage would have been 40, 44. Oh, so he would have been older than Hulk. Yeah, here you go. You learn something new every day. I always had Hogan down as older. It's because of the bold spot in it. <laughs> it is. But I'll tell you what, and the, the only positive I'll say about this is that it, it's outlandish. The actual fucking scenario, the whole scenario of it. Typical Hogan, two guys against seven and all that. Yeah. I I think this looks impressive though. The actual setup of the cage and the doomsday thing, the scaffolding. I think it looks. It looks very impressive, but it's not practically good for the wrestlers because you see Arn Anderson at the start and Luger shitting themselves walking around it. They're walking on the beams because they know two guys are standing on the fucking mesh. It looks safe, does it? It looks like the same builders um, built this one as they did the um, Piper and Olgan cage. (laughs) But it looks impressive as fuck, three floors and all that. It looks fucking, fucking does. Do, do you feel though, like obviously Adan and Flair up at the top, but you had four lads looking like spare pricks at a wedding in the yeah. <laughs> It was the ultimate solution though, Andy. I didn't even Google him. Who the fuck was that? Oh, what were he called? Jeet Swenson. Oh, yeah. Now I remember the name. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Good old Jeep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, the thing was, weren't it? Like he was supposed to be called the final solution, but that's all to do. You know, to do with World War Two, and uh, yeah. so they had to rename in the uh, the ultimate solution. And uh, it was funny with with Zeus and Solution that um, they got announced. You know, coming to the ring and that they didn't turn up till about fifteen minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably playing cards in the back. Like, oh, oh, we're asked at all, really. It's like just like what a, this has got to be. You know, obviously, absolutely fucking dreadful match. But like it's gotta be up there as well. The most just nuts. Two v seven, the fucking structure itself. What the fuck would he think? What is going on? Well, <laughs> well, uh, Bobby Eaton actually said on commentary, this match surpasses eight such events as the Super Bowl and the World Series. <laughs> you know, a bit of in cheek there, isn't there, Matty? Fucking hell. I mean, as I always say though, Andy, from like about I done all my WCW pay per view what uh, watches a, a few years ago, yeah. And the, when Hogan comes in, it takes a shift down. Since some of the undercards are still good, but up until like the NWO come in ninety five, it, it's bad, Andy. It is fucking dreadful, mate. Really bad. I'd hate yeah. to be watching the telly with Hogan on and that the TV shows. Bad. Hogan and friends turns up in it. Just jobs for the boys, you know. Shark, Tenta, Ed Leslie. They're all there, you know what I mean? It, it, it's just Kamala, we'll we talk about in a bit. Yeah. Just all, you know, who, who, who did I have a decent run with back in the day and just get him a job in again? Like, you know, fair play to Hogan for that. Like, I'm not, you know, fair play for shorting your mates out because I'd do the same. I'd give all you jobs if I had a company. I'd, you'd, all, yeah. you'd all do it, fair play. But it's, it's, like, it's how the workplace works nowadays. Yeah. It's all like, oh, I'll get my mate on and what have you, and they'll yeah. get their mate on. Did it? Oh dear! I bet Greg Valentine got a job, didn't he? At this time, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he turned. I know Hockey Talk Man turned over a year or so before this on that run. Hogan jobs for the boys' run, but 
Fucking hell, mate. This is bad. I mean, I'm going... I don't even want to rate this, Andy, but it's no two, no point two five, isn't it? If, we, if we've got to the lowest possible form of rating. <laughs> the, the, well, just to mention a couple more things, you have Hogan and Savage blinding Arn and Rick with the uh, Taup slash uh, Randy Savage's Coke stash. <laughs> uh, uh, when when um, what's it? Zeus and Jeep turn up, um, drug to the gills. They take um, Hogan and Savage back to the cage. You have Hogan no selling Jeep. Uh, when the lights are dimmed, bloody <laughs> hell! Um, the booty man arrives with pot powder and pans to twat everyone. Fucking pans! Dreadful. Um, uh, Lex Luger has a leather glove and turns on Flair. Uh, the the bit at the end where Randy Savage nearly forgets to pin Rip Flair. Yeah, <laughs> needs all good to like. Yeah. <laughs> minus five stars. Yeah, if we're going negative, it's definitely negative stars here, and if but as I say, we're being generous and we're actually rating it, it's no too far, definitely. Yeah, we don't want to go off the grapple scale, Gareth will have no. us for guts again. Yeah, he will, he will. We'll keep it to that. Match number four now. Here we go. Shout to the um, other variety, mainly coming from dogs' asses. As a yeah. <laughs> We have Al Snow versus the Big Boss Man in the kennel from hell from um, Unforgiven 1999 for the WWF Hardcore title, coming in at 15 minutes and 48 seconds. So it's all built up from Al having his dog Pepper fed to him by the Big Boss Man. Oh, classic storyline, Andy. Classic fucking... This is Russo at his fucking best slash worst, isn't it, in, in people's eyes, this one. I mean, it's outrageous storyline, but... At least it makes sense why they're having this match if we're trying to defend it in that sense. But we can't defend this actual fucking <laughs> practicality of a match because it's from the from the start, and in it the Rotties, Rottweilers, the more asked about sniffing each other's asses than the fucking going after. <laughs> the thing was, they were actually two minutes late as well to yeah. the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, I think you can sort of tell Matty how well this match is going to go when you see the big boss man's face when he walks down to the ring and he just looks yeah, like oh. not having it is he at all? He's got the boo boo face on, hasn't he? Yeah, but and the the, the fans aren't asked and the no. dogs are, and the dogs aren't asked of me. That's what makes it even worse. The dogs don't give a fuck. Oh God! One one minute in, Matty. Good old Jr. Puts his foot in it and says, This is a bit bowling shoe ugly, isn't it? Yeah, that's oh. where you know straight away, don't you? He's not having it at all. What, what what's your opinions on JR like nowadays? You know what, and I, I I I've got to stick up for him. You know, he's like he's what? I mean, this is it's not his fault. This is a typical well, Tony Khan shouldn't be putting him out there. He's what? He's 70 what years of age. Yeah. He's fucking just going, he's going through fucking cancer treatment. I give the fucking fella a break, you know what I mean? It's not his fault he's sitting out there. It's his job. He's getting told to go out there, fucking lay off him, as far as I'm concerned, because, you know, fair play, to, you know, he's, he's fucking, he's old, he's going through a lot. He's out there trying to cause the best he can, and, you know, he makes a couple of mistakes. I know he can be a bit grumpy and stuff, but, yeah. fair, you know, what he's going through in his life, no wonder he's grumpy. It should be Tony Khan saying so, and he has took him back now, hasn't he, as far as I'm aware, he's off dynamite, is he? Is that right? Uh, yeah, so he's off Dynamite. He's on Rampage for an hour a week, and then he, he did three matches of the pay-per-view, and then he just disappeared. Yeah, they're weaning them out anyway, so eventually, you know, I don't know how many years he signed or whatever, you'll get, you'll get weaned down, but 
you know, we're going to see people just proper laying in. So I'm like, fucking hell, <laughs> lay off them a bit. Like, but, but anyway, that's, that's just me. Then again, WWE did it, didn't they? They, they winded him down to just like the mania appearance each year. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But to be honest, you know, on the other side, he was calling Edge Christian 20 years ago, wasn't he? So maybe it wasn't just his age, you know what I mean? So. But, but it's, it's only like, you know, you know, old people we know and they call people by the wrong names. Or... Exactly. Exactly. It's like, I'd like to see these people slating them sit out there on live telly. This is turning into a defend JR session. You know, <laughs> get these people who have the golem sitting out on a live telly when they're 70, when they, they're going through cancer treatment. And let's see if they can call a fucking two hour show properly. That's all I'll say. Fucking hell. What, what, watching Matt Hardy had sent me under anyway. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some of the shite he's got to watch as well doesn't help. Fucking hell. He'd <laughs> it, be like, not this bandy like fucker again. <laughs> Anyhow, um, back back, uh, back to uh, this match, and uh, the dogs are uh, sniffy, sniffing each other and uh, barking at one over, like having fighting. a good sniff of each other's asses, weren't they? The dogs they're fighting amongst themselves, they're not asked about snow and the boss man. <laughs> Yeah, it was like it's like watching like you know dogs going round a park in it you know they sniff and that you know see if you like them and then just bark. Uh, you have the uh, the boss anyway. The two wrestlers uh, while the uh, sniffing each other's asses was going on, where boss man got cut open with a stick. Um, yeah, stick shot have got that down. Yeah, you got a suplex in from the cage as well. Uh, Al Snow's bleeding as well, and you got handcuffs. I mean. They're trying, but it's just not good at all, is it? I mean, the fans, honestly, you could hear a pin drop at times. And this is a cage with a hell in a cell with dogs there. And the, you can hear a pin drop. Do you know what I mean? It's just fucking outrageous. There's just nothing, there's just nothing to it, is there, at all? And where they should be. It's all sort of a shame because at this time, the um, hardcore title was probably one of the best parts of the show, wouldn't you say? And you know what, Andy's had, you know, to be fair to Snow and Bossman, obviously when I was younger, I used to watch them a lot. You know, fully loaded in 99, SummerSlam 99, they had a couple of good, you know, at the time, as you say, you know, entertaining hardcore matches that they were putting on, fighting backstage, ended up in a bar at SummerSlam and that. They have a good little couple of matches and this just, no, no. I don't know if it was them, but did they have one in, um, like, they were fighting out in the snow? That Isn't was that uh, Road Dog and Al Snowy pal drive them on the crate in the snow, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All these matches was were, were sound like you know the, the, them type of hardcore matches. But um, is it is this worse than the uh, Doomsday Cage? I'm gonna say no. You know, I'm gonna say that Doomsday was worse, and I know this is regarded as one of the worst. I mean, in. In a execution, obviously, with the dogs, it just doesn't work at all. But I still prefer this to the Doomsday. How about yourself? I think Doomsday still. Yeah, for, it, it, for, for me, it's the, it's the ultimate worst. Yeah, it's so bad because there's that many men in there as well, isn't it, wrestlers? It's just fucking. But this is, don't get me wrong, this is still shocking. <laughs> this is still like any word you can throw at it that's negative. Please do because it's so bad. <laughs> but Al Snow wins, did he? To race to the end as well. You think the fans are gonna be like fucking <laughs> it's just they're not asked about that dramatic end, the race to get out there, and yeah, snow wins, did he? A shocker. Anywho, halfway through now, match number five. It's the Punjabi prison match, the first ever in uh, yeah. WWE history from Great American Bash 2006. 
with, well, what is supposed to be the Undertaker versus Great Carly, but it turns out liver enzymes. Um, Just about to say, play. that was the, the buzz the buzzword in Power Slam, wasn't it, that month? Because everyone had the Lashley after them as well. He got took off the pay-per-view. They all had them, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, I, I think... think um, did I think Randy Orton might have had liver enzymes or I don't know. <laughs> he shattered some I know Lashley definitely did because he got it was meant to be him versus Finley and Regal got yeah. put in there against Finley on this pay-per-view. And as you say, Big Show comes in, don't he, to it replace Greg Carly in this one and ECW champion at this stage, Matty. Yeah, he's looking he's looking rough to show here. This is where he, he goes out a few months later for a, a, about a year or so after, and he's looking grim here. He looks bloated, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks his eye bags under his eyes aren't designer and the Andy the fucking the shot. Would he get charged for them on Ryan eh, mate? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? This I think there's only ever been another. There's been oh sorry, there's been two more Punjabi. The I'll give you a little quiz here. Can you name the other two Punjabi prison matches? Oh, God. Batista will win it. Against Carly, yep. Against Carly. Um, oh, God. John Cena must have been in it. No. If I was to tell you that it was Randy Orton v Jinder Mahal, <laughs> would you believe me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, was that, that, that when they were giving Jinder his push with the title. He was and... the champion, yeah. He beat him, yeah, in the rematch because Carly come down and helped him, did he? <laughs> yeah, okay, because I was watching NXT the other week and he mentioned that in his promo, like the time when I beat Randy Orton for the title. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy times. So um, with this match, it actually got set up well. Carly's um, searching for the taker, but Devari gets attacked. However, Big Show comes out of nowhere and attacks Taker with Carly looking on. But you also have later on, Teddy Long comes out to, comes and says, changes the match and um, the crowd boo the decision. What what could have been worse, Big Show or the great Carly? I well, know I'm... you're a great Carly fan, aren't you, Matty? <laughs> well, well, we did, we? Wait, whoa, whoa, let's rewind. <laughs> I've never said I'm a great Carly fan <laughs> just because he worked with WWE. But I will say, at that time, that's why the, 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 it was pushed as a big storyline. Undertaker <laughs> hadn't been dominated like this in years, Andy. So the fans wanted to see the Undertaker beat the fuck out of Carly finally because even on commentary in this Punjabi prison, the questioning Undertaker, Andy, JBL's like, he's not defeating him anymore. He's been tucked down. Carly's got his number. You know, even Big Show's going to make sure he's not defeating him anymore. And that was the whole point of it. And Carly come in, dominated and pinned Undertaker with one foot on his chest at Judgment Day, which, yeah, which had yeah. never been seen. You know, we can say it as we don't, you know, they're not going to be five-star classics, but as a story and as, as a, uh, you know, ongoing feud, it was, the fans wanted to see it. And to be fair to them, they had the last man standing match to close the feud on SmackDown, and it's really good. It's fucking, for, for Undertaker carrying it on his back as well, it's fucking decent that last man standing match that. I, I, say that one. I, th I think Undertaker, especially like this 2005-2006 era, he felt like he was back in early 1990s trying to get the best out of a bad situation. That, when they see that uh, concrete uh, crit match was around yeah, this Dudley's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Smackdown, take it either, yeah. Before like, he, he got the title again, yeah. This is all that, yeah. This is, for me, one of the worst eras of WWE. As in... 
Raw and SmackDown or Raw, Smackdown, Raw, Raw and Raw SmackDown. SmackDown. What what are you what what years are you going from there? Like two thousand and six, seven, or before that? What are you, what are you saying? Um, I'd say two thousand and six. Yeah, two thousand and six, seven. Because nice. this were this were around the time I remember going to watch um, Ring of, like Ring of Honor Unified and like the Ring of Honor show the year after in Liverpool and switch it and switching on Raw in like the hotel room and like God this is terrible thank God I'm going watching <laughs> IWC <laughs> Ring of Honor at the time <laughs> with Nigel and Brian. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, this is this is it, and maybe that's like obviously the taste of the time. But I, I can see, but I don't know. But I, I liked him. Um, you know, Raw was uh, Raw around two thousand and six. The X had come back, Andy. Yeah, you know the X had come back and all that. Vince loves cocks and all that stuff. You yeah, know? <laughs> which I was banging to at the time and stuff. But SmackDown for me was always, you know, was always seen as the wrestling show as well more than Raw. It always, it always was for me, even from like. You know the initial uh, brand split. It was always they always tried other things because it was taped as well. So the, even though there's more wrestling on it, you'd always try like the more nuttier gimmicks, maybe or characters or debuts. You could always give them a little test run because it was taped and stuff like that. So different times, but always be fond in my heart, Andy. Always. <laughs> um. So this match, it's another a bit of another. Um punch kick brawl but it's it's similar to the Kenny Linnell um it's a cage within a cage but with like a drawbridge doors yeah it's it's like crystal maze in it the crystal maze yeah another little uh, Richard O'Brien popping out can't (laughs) (laughs) you just imagine it was the MC for this match it'd be fucking great with it So, so the rules are that the if they open a door, it's only open for one minute. 60 seconds and each door can only be open once. So you've got a kind of, you know what? I, I, I didn't mind this at all. And I'm being serious. Like I did not mind this one bit. I mean, the fans are a bit quiet and I'm not going to stick up for it and say it was because they're in, intrigued by the cage. Sometimes it was a bit, a bit plodding, but I yeah. think they genuinely were in awe of the cage and, and, and the structure because you know, as a TV viewer, we could hardly unless it was the camera shot of them in the ring, we couldn't see what the fuck was going on, could we? Oh yeah, the, the, the hard camera shot. Terrible. Yeah, no chance. But the, the big spots, there was a bit of drama in it, you know, and, and the big spots the fans went for, and the, the superplex got holy shit chance. So I, I didn't mind this at all. I'll be honest with you, Anthony. You know, I really didn't. It's 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 a spot where the big show thinks he's locked um Undertaker out of the um that like the first cage, the first bit, yeah, and then you see Big Show like climbing up to the top, which took him an age. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you see him getting up to my bloody attic and be like, <laughs> "Come on, come on, Paul." Uh, but uh, and then Taker actually like leap leaping over to the other side at cage. Yeah, yeah. You, you had all like you had them little like. They were tables, weren't they? You had like a leg drop through, like that. They were covered up, weren't they? The table, yeah. yeah, just tables. Little leg drop through that, you know. Takers one he does on the apron, but through the table. I, I, you know, bit of drama, and we're like, I, I, I had to laugh. Like, remember where you're saying about the sixty seconds? Big Show's trying to get through that door with like ten seconds to go, and he gutted it. He that he didn't get out. <laughs> bit of bit of drama in there. He was proper devastated, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't manage. Maybe if he were in his WCW prime, he couldn't. Uh, 
You would have just fucking left through it. Yeah, he's a dog. They would tow pay through that. You're all right. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, there were big holes and like gaps in the door in like the bars, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were, yeah, they were. But that's it. And then even to finish, Andy, you know, take it. They both they both uh, juice in this, don't they? Double double blood in this and superplex, as I say, they didn't go through the ring, they actually done a superplex and table stuff. And then you've got Carly coming out, you know. So maybe, you know, you're still you're still playing into the fact take well, he's not scared of him, but Carly was coming out. So take it as a last ditch. If it does a crossbody off the cage to the big show through the doors of the cage, the other cage, and he actually wins the match. And I, I once again, I thought that was a creative, um, creative ending as well to keep the as well to keep because Carly didn't get his hands on Taker. You keep that one going as well, don't you? So I honestly did. I enjoyed this. I'll be honest. I really enjoyed it. It, it for me, it was better than a forty. It'd be. It was still a plot of like the whole thing yeah. was thirty-two minutes. You know, yeah. from <laughs> that's going to put people off. Yeah, purely. Yeah, yeah. To see that. <laughs> that's the thing. Look, quite a few of these matches, when they're writing down thirty-two minutes, like fuck me, this is going to yeah. be uh, going to be rough. Carly being stuck up up the side <laughs> of the, out, yeah. the the prison. Fuck it. Wait, lots of dope, didn't it? Um, Andy, you know, he, I've never seen a guy with four arms. How much of a monster did he look though when he first came into it? Like this time, yeah. it's a joke. Proper yeah. monster, me. Uh, where, where, where do you, you know what? Who's one of my guilty pleasures at the moment is um, the one and only Satnam Singh. I enjoy watching <laughs> him. Yeah, he can move a bit. I haven't, I haven't seen much of him, but the last time I seen him, he was busting out. What was he busting out? What move is it? And I thought, you know what, he's a bit agile. And I can't yeah. remember. Is it, a, is, it a, is it some sort of spin kick? Am I getting that right? I think it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen him a couple of times. And do you reckon he'll ever be like, you know, on the roster properly and doing singles and that? Or... Oh, they'd have to be short matches. But I, I don't mind him with, you know, Jarrett, Lethal and um, Sanjay Dutt. I think they're a, a fun group. And a proper old school wrestling group, aren't yeah. they? Do you know what I mean? They, they get it. They get what they're there for and they, what they're doing. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Match number six now. It, um, Matt has not seen this match, but you've got memories of it, um, which is the X Division Steel Cage Asylum match from TNA, uh, the 4th of January 2010, which is the um, Hulk Hogan uh, relaunch show. Monday Night Wars 2.0. It was, yeah, yeah. But watching the actual, because um, it's just like on a fifteen-minute part on um, on YouTube, and the first ten minutes is um, you remember Bubba Lo- Bubba the Love Sponge just like uh, interviewing people. What do you think Hulk Hogan's gonna do? And yeah, yeah, the TNA and just think, oh god, just wait and see when the last did about goes. six weeks, didn't it? The, the fucking Monday night was it? That was it? Was it longer than that? It felt like it was about six weeks. That was it. It was about six weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But anyway, this match is Chris Sabin, Alex Shelley, Homicide, Kiyoshi, Jay Lethal, Consequences Creed, who's now um, Xavier Woods, Suicide, played by probably Christopher Daniels, and um, the Amazing Red, who's the champ. Now, this match is most known for a spot at the end, and also Jeff Hardy coming back. Yep, definitely. Like, I mean... The spot at the end, can we just talk about it? Yeah. Poor homicide. I mean, you know, getting stuck up at the top, isn't it? It's like, it must be a fear, and, you know, he, he thought he could do it, and then he couldn't. I'd be the same. I mean, I wouldn't get up there for a start, though. I'll be, I'll be honest. <laughs> I wouldn't be getting up there, lad. 
I, I say me I'm not a fan of heights, even though I'm like six foot five. I'm scared of myself. I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the problem is though, Matty, with this with this cage, it's because it's all on a on a bit of a curve. So yeah, you're you all like, like getting yeah, up on yeah. it, it's just like rotating your body through that little spout. Yeah, yeah no. It, it it's it's fucking it's madness again. It's these structures and what we're talking about, these different types of designs and layouts, architecture. It's just fucking mental, isn't it? It's mental. With so as we mentioned with like the Punjabi prison and how hard it looked to you know actually watch the match from the hard cam. This was this was a similar one because the bars are that thick. Yeah. Just like it's just like a big red haze you watch yeah. with just like dots moving around. <laughs> but uh, as well now it's a cage match now notoriously cage matches are no disqualification not in this match as Homicide uses a nightstick on Kiyoshi and the DQ is called no contest that's bad that is that's just lazy isn't it that's just poor that is poor stuff that and this is, is this still Russo though? Is this is Russo? Is he still in charge here? Or Bischoff actually took over on the night? Bischoff it? took over here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Omicide uses the nightstick. It's got, yeah. Um, and then he tries to climb the cage. He gets stuck. And then um, Perox Y Jen sounds up. And here comes uh, Jeff Hardy. Um, darkness to the top. You like this tune? It was a big Andy. It was a big deal though, wasn't it? This was a big deal, Jeff Hardy, because he just come off the CM Punk run in WWE. Yeah. So it's like a proper big deal that they got him, and they had him in Shannon Moore on this episode driving away in like a, a fancy car, if I'm not mistaken. As well, Shannon Moore, yeah. if I remember yeah. correctly, he, he was there as well. But I didn't mind all of Jeff Hardy's tunes in uh, in Impact, uh, Andy. To be honest, there's one when he's the heel champion when he turns and joins Immortal and all that. That's a really good tune. I can't remember what it was called now, though, but it's a fucking belter. Really good. I will, I will have to search that one out. Um, it, yeah. the, the the immortal stuff is that like twenty eleven? That yeah. I, I you know what all that like as I say, I, this is why I didn't watch this the one as well because I had the impact app and I got I've got fucking beef with it, mate. I've explained on on oh, a grapple a few you, times. You, you you know what, massive like. When they were giving, I think they were giving it away like a, a, a four month like free subscription, and I used it. It's terrible, isn't it? It is, but and I was just literally going through the pay per views from the start, and I got up to like twenty twelve. I'm up to now. Yeah, and I, 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 I'd, I'd still, I'd, I'd have them finished by now, but it's been like six months. So I had to stop watching them because obviously I had issues with the app because I'd, I'd created the fucking you know email and password, and then yeah. all of a sudden I was typing it in, it wouldn't come on. Do you know what I mean? And then you're still taking the money out of my bank, even though you can't contact them for a start. I no. had to get a full-on go to the bank and actually tell them to stop paying this fucking company. It was like, fucking hell, but I'm dying to finish them off. I want to see them because I love that 10-10-10 uh, it was. They, they hyped it up. Abyss was going around screaming 10-10-10. So it was the 10th of October 2010. That was bound for glory, weren't it? T.O.R.T.'s turn up or something like that. Was I don't think one? this was not this one, though. This was where, like, a bitch is just going round, and then you had, like, um, Jeff Hardy was the big face, obviously, and he turned. Hogan helped Jeff Hardy win the title, and they all formed this big supergroup, Fortune, turning into... Fortune, yeah. Frankie Fortune. Kazarian, weren't it, was... um. 
Was he Kazarian, AJ, fucking AJ. Uh, Desmond Wolf was in there, Nigel, oh. fucking uh, Bobby Roode and Storm, I think, were in there. So, yeah. like, you had all these join up with Jeff Hardy, Hogan, fucking, uh, who else was there? Who's the muscle guy? Flair. Flair was in there, yeah. There was just about 20 of them. And I remember watching that impact after it as well, Bound for Glory, when Jeff Hardy came out, was turned heel. It was like a I was thinking it was another Hogan Bash of the Beach stuff, like seeing Jeff Hardy's a full-on <laughs> heel. I was right into it at the time, right? For fuck, and he had his own immortal belt, his own Jeff Hardy belt and that as well. Yeah. I was bang into it, like, at the time. So, I mean, it, was, it wasn't that bad looking back as well, the pay-per-views. Obviously, the uh, infamous Sting match as well, Victory Road, was around that time, isn't it? So, yeah, where, where he's uh, pissed out of his head. Oh, he's gone, yeah, he's gone. But then again, Sting took well, took care of him during the match. Basically, like, oh, just get this done quick and get it over with, yeah, yeah, get it over with, mate. Anyway, to to continue a TNA run, we're getting into Russo territory now. Oh, I can't defend them on some of this, and even I can't. <laughs> well, you know what? We have got two matches here. And unbelievably, they're both from the same pay-per-view. Same fuck. But Andy, can before we start, you know, this is a cage match fucking podcast we're doing. You know me rewatches of the TNA pay-per-views? I yeah. didn't watch any lockdowns. Fucking worst concept pay-per-view of all time for me. Because even your Hell in the Cells, your TLCs, at least there's only fucking two matches or yeah. maybe three. Every match a cage match? No, not for me. Poor, really poor concept. It, it, it ruins it, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what one or two? You're like, oh, it actually still feels a bit special, but just having every match in a cage. Dusty Rhodes, that the mind was of it, Dusty. Was, was it Dusty? Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah it's yeah. not even Russo. This one. No, no, no. Oh no. I just assume <laughs> everything's Russo. That's like seen as bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We're Dusty. Dusty Rhodes. This. I think um, ICW ended up doing an all cage pay per view, which was uh, called Bad. And yeah. <laughs> um, who is it now? But I think Wrestle Carnival in Nottingham are actually doing an all steel cage show. No, no. Mm. I mean, for a local, you know, it might get your, your casuals and your, your families in, might need all that, like, but not as a fucking meant to be a big time fucking TV product. You can't be doing that for me. Dilutes it, don't it, as you say? Yeah. Match number seven, anywho, is the electrified cage match. Fucking <laughs> which is LAX, which is Homicide and Hernandez versus <laughs> Team 3D of um, Bu uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, Brother Ray, Brother Devon. Yeah, let's uh, get the names yeah. right in, uh, in the company's hand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> TNA Lockdown 2007 for the NWA Tag Team Titles. Now, 10,000 volts of electricity... And um, we and have the only way, yeah, go on. And the only way to not get shocked is by wearing a pair of rubber gloves, mate. Uh, you know, yeah, you, <laughs> you have um, also Jeremy Borash doing the ring uh, ring announcing with his uh, special Harry Hill collar. That was yeah. a big collar, that. Yeah, eat you alive, wouldn't he, then, mate? <laughs> Well, I think Benno said, like, in early 2000s, like, going out, everyone had them collars. Oh, it, like, yeah, yeah. It was always that. Like, white, like, tablecloth shirt, spiked hair and what have you, and put your jupe on. And you might yeah. <laughs> Evolution music, get ready to land. Got to be that. <laughs> um, 
prob- probably was, you know. Yeah, it got to be, mate. Got to be. <laughs> Uh, so with, with with this actual cage, uh, the steel door is not electrified, and uh, Don West actually says um, you can hear the hum of the electricity. It actually sounds like um, a Dyson vacuum cleaner. <laughs> but and I mean, if we're being all logically, and then I hate to be the guy because I, I don't give it. You put your own logic to any match. I'm I'm believing that. I've said that before. It's like song lyrics. You put your own meaning to them. You know whatever. Yeah, and you can take anything out of a match what you want to take, but why are they doing moves on the mat when there's an electrifying cage there? You just throw them into that all the time, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, honestly. Fifteen minutes of Irish whips. What more do you want? <laughs> but it's like you know, just outrageous, isn't it? It's like the selling on the fucking lecky though, Devon. Devon done that lecky sell anyway when he took a movie. He always done that. Oh, shot, it was all he? he always done that. So <laughs> it was normal for him. But it's like fucking hell. Why just like the lights dim to give it that more of a fucking you know presentation? It's just it's hokey, isn't it? It, 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 it's hokey at its finest for me. Like I, I half expected you know like you know sparks to actually show and that. Yeah, <laughs> just I mean, like, it wasn't you know... even them. You'd rather a few fucking little campy sparks, wouldn't you? There was none of that. It was just weird. Weird. Yeah, you have, um, what's it, old Charles uh, turning up at the uh, ringside in his wheelchair. Oh, he's in a bad way, though, ain't he, Conan? He shouldn't have been on telly. It's just where he had his, one of his many fucking sage. He, he looked in a, he, he looked in a bad way, didn't he? He, he, he? he shouldn't have been on telly in the mid-90s. He's always been yeah. shit. Oh, he's been one of the worst wrestlers of all time. Charles Aston Hoff, isn't he? He's one of the worst wrestlers. Honestly, God, how bad's he, though? <laughs> he, all, he had one good manoeuvre, that rolling clothesline, that's it. And he'd done it about 50 times a match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that X-Factor he done, that kick, spinning X-Factor, he used to do fucking awful. He used to land on his fucking feet, didn't he? How's that possible? <laughs> <laughs> And also, you have another um, old fella in this match turn up, Hector Guerrero. Oh, Gobbledygooker himself, isn't he? That's, he's the go- Gobbledygooker yeah, from Survivor Series 90. Right, so, you know what? I'm going to look on my phone now. Uh, so, Conan at this stage, so what What year are we in? 2007, so 15 years off. How old do you think? Conan, I'd say he's 42. 44. Okay, so he's, he's, he's 60, coming up to 60 now. Yeah. Yeah, fair Hector, play. Hector Guerrero at this stage. 50. So he was... That is... Would you say higher or lower than a Conan? It's got to be higher. Yes, 53. The old dude. <laughs> at least he's all right there, yeah. <laughs> 60, 68 now, Hector Guerrero. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, Bubba shouts to Guerrero, give me the fucking table. Right uh, in front of the mic. Literally, might as well have the microphone as hand directly. <laughs> we, we have a running powerbomb by Bubba that gets a two. Um, and also a, a border toss into the electric cage. <laughs> We're doing a specialty. Yeah, crowd boo this and go. Fire Russo. This is that era of fire Russo, isn't it? This is like the pro- the sting abyss stuff and all that. The last rights match. There's plenty oh. of around this time. Yeah, but that just look once again, Andy. It's all about the presentation. Like 
the kennel from hell. Like it didn't. It was just shit. It didn't look hokey though. It, yeah. it, it, it was just shit. It was. Whereas this looked hokey. The last rights match looked hokey. You know the weapons and the the tombstones made like polystyrene. It just looked sh- that proper hokey. Like get it right. You know get the presentation right. And then there's uh, Mrs. Um, a huge splash wild through a table. Wild. This was a cracking bump uh, by stuff, old yeah. whistle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it ends with homicide frying in in, in the cage, and then um, 3D three D win with the three uh, D, which it looked rough as well. <laughs> a rough landing. You get electrocuted, and then you have to go head first. We get we, we we get the win in an electrocution match with a with a, a finishing move, Andy. You know what it should be. All <laughs> of this, like just selling the electricity. You know, we'll we'll give you the finish as well, just to add insult to injury. Rough. Well, you, we didn't rate um, take a big show before. You know, I I, you know, I forgot about the rating. I'll give that three stars, and I give I'm gonna give that three stars. I go about two and a half on that one. X Division Steel Cage, you can't really raise it. Five, raise stars, five stars for Homicide shitting himself. Uh, yeah. And this one, I'll give, you know, give what? One, 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 seven, five. I'll give this. And, and it's a one, one point two five. Yeah. It's, it, 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 you give it a star just for daftness. Don't yeah. You? Yeah, you do. You do. Sympathy yeah. vote. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this next one's worse for me. <laughs> well, this was actually earlier in the pay-per-view um, from yeah. TNA Lockdown 2007. A blindfold cage match between um, Cowboy James Storm and the former knock-knock who's there, Braden Walker, Chris <laughs> Harris. Wildcat himself. Wildcat. The former tag partners. Only two years before this was the famous cage match they had versus Triple X. How different would this cage match be, Mr. Edwards? Mate, I mean, and this it what just goes to show you is is how much of an absolute stormer, no pun intended, they had at sacrifice, is it? The the uh, was it the Texas death match they have or the last yeah. one, whatever that is. That's brilliant. And they go from that to this or whatever which way around it was. This is fucking awful. The fans, boring chance straight away. We want wrestling, the law. This is bad, Andy. This is it's all about giving. You know, your audience, something that they really don't want to hear. Like, this is poor. What, you know what, what else what? Doesn't, doesn't make it, obviously doesn't help matters, is that these fucking masks keep falling off their heads. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like 30 seconds in, like, isn't it? James Storms, uh, one of the two. James Storms, Referee has to put it back on for... He literally takes a fucking front bump onto his face and the ref has to put it back on. One of my notes, Matt, is that on paper this should be a proper bloodbath. Well, you know, you know, with the hype video and that, like you took, you tried to take my eye out and what have you. He just wants to, you think he'd want to go out for revenge and, yeah, you know, fuck the blindfolds off, just like stab each other in the head, you know, like Moxley and Hangman Page did at uh, Revolution. Yeah. Lo and behold, it didn't. Well, no, he didn't at all. But I'm just trying to think. Wait there, yeah. So this is, I'm sure the the, the bloodbath does come a month later at sacrifice. That's May 13th was lockdown April. Yeah, so this is May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you you get the actual match we should have got here the next month because that is, as I say, it's worth going to check out if no one's seen that one. It's really, really good. 
But um, I love these as a tag team as well, though, Andy. I think they're underrated tag team, mate. Oh, excellent, weren't they? Yeah, really, really. really. Even in the early asylum years, they were really fucking good. Really, really good. They um, also good entrance music as well. Unbelievable. And the defendant, guilty. Yeah, guilty. And then, yeah, fucking boss on that. Fucking great. Remember, they done like a funeral segment as well with Jarrett. I don't know, was it the Dudleys that they... That he'd done the funeral segment where he actually went to a church and done like the uh, the angle, yeah, with fucking Gail Kim and Jarrett and all that. Boss, yeah, yeah, really good when they were heels, yeah, they were good as good as faces, good as heels, great tag team. So, uh, as you said earlier, like, well, 30 seconds in, you get the fire Russo chants, uh, <laughs> referee spinning around James Storm to make him dizzy, crowd say boo, yeah. we, want re- <laughs> we want wrestling chants, um. You finally have Chris Harris uh, finding Storm, giving him a few punches, and then they split up. Um, boring chance. Uh, Storm's hood falls off again. Harris loses his hood, and a full Nelson slams Storm for a two. Um, but it ends with um, Storm super kicking um, Harris one, two, three while the referee was down. Bloody Russo, a match hampered by the gimmick. Well, that's it. You forget and he takes, when the rest down, James Stone being the mega heel that he is, takes the hood off, doesn't he? Yeah. Gives him the super kick, puts it back on before the ref can see. Pure Russo finish, if I've ever seen one in my life. And, uh, yeah, not good at all. Shite. Shite. (laughs) With blindfold matches, did you ever enjoy the Jake the Snake, uh, Rick Martel one? You know what? Andy, if that was just a one and done in history, then yeah, yeah, I didn't mind it because it made you know, you know, it's simpler time. It made sense for the storyline back in the day. And Jake the Snake was a you know, people might disagree, but whatever these days, but he was a master of psychology, wasn't he? And the yeah. fans were actually into that, helping him find them and stuff like that. As a one-off, didn't mind it at all. But then they obviously tried to do it again. The Triple H had one, didn't he? With D'Lo Brown. Remember that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Was it? Yeah, he, there's been a couple, hasn't he? And just just leave it alone. Just just leave that that one and done, like for me. Match number nine, anywho. Well, uh, I thought, uh, like, I'll choose a War Games match and not the Ultimate <laughs> Warrior one, because that is the all-time worst uh, War Games match. Uh, but this one's from 1995 Fall Brawl, which is the Hulkamaniacs versus the Dungeon of Doom. So um, Hogan's heroes, as they're all dressed up in, like, um, army camouflage, aren't they? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you got... <laughs> Big Terry leading the way with Macho Man Randy Savage, <laughs> Sting, <laughs> and Lex Luger. Great team. To be honest, on paper, fucking awesome face team against Zodiac, Shark, Meng, and Kamala in 1995. Yes. Kamala. 32 minutes and 41 seconds. Oh, nah. I had utter cash before. The first two words here is pure shit. Now, this is pure, the purest of pure shit. When you've had pure orange juice mixed in with whatever else you want and you have a shit, that's what this match is. This is and fucking awful. Otherwise known as a night on the Guinness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Proper frothy shit next, next day. Uh. This is, Andy, this, this, could, this rivals the doomsday for me. Not as bad, but this is shocking. Well, um, war, war games matches in general, Matty. No, you've never, I don't think you've been a fan of them, have you? No, 
And to be honest, Dan, this might ch- I, I didn't mention cage matches before. In be fair, I'm not really big on cage matches in general, really. You know, as I say, if I do, they've got to be that old school drama of escape the cage, you know, one of them well, type deals. Oh, like uh, Tully versus Magnum. Yeah, or like, I mean, I think uh, Randy Orton and Ric Flair had one in like 04, and that was a proper old school 80s one with 10 yeah. minutes, 12 minutes. Really good match, that. Proper one of Flair's last good ones, that. Good match, that. And um, yeah, they're all right, but in general, no. And as I say, once again, though, it's been years and years of um, how many have you seen, Andy? How different can they be? And stuff like that. But War Games, is, again, no. Just not into the... Because it's like, it's, it's a bit... Every match is the same. Like the heels have got to lose the co- win the coin toss, haven't they? Otherwise, yeah. you know, logically. And Anderson's got to start. All yeah, the time. And, all, and all that. Dusty's got to win the original ones and all yeah. that, hasn't he? But it's like, you know, no, it's just. And the only bit I don't mind is, you know, that you can't end the match till everyone's in there. So there's, you know, you, you're getting a long match out of it. You're getting, you know, hopefully a bit of violence and that. I get that side of it. And then it can only end by the match. Was it the match beyond? Is it the. the mm. uh, Submit or surrender. I like that aspect to it. To be fair, because I say you can't, you're not going to get it. My match over before everyone's in there. So, but in general, no, I can give or take them. Didn't mind the bloodline one though from last year. If I'm honest. Oh no, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think in general because um, like AEW's trying to do it with blood and guts, and then ones have just gone on too long. Yeah. Well, I'm, that's what I mean. It's because I give a shit about the bloodline and Roman, so that's why I like that because. If that was just a cold ass five v five like you got an NXT, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be into it. You know what I mean? You've got to be invested, haven't you? Yeah. Um, I seen a quick one about cage matches. Have you ever seen one live? <sighs> Have I seen? That's a fucking good question. Oh, I think I've only seen one, which was uh John Cena and Kurt Angle at the MEN Arena. That was on the like uh, the week Eddie Guerrero died. Was that a house show? I'll show you. Big main event, that. I'm trying to think if i seen a cage match. I don't think I have, and I must have done. I'll have to come back to that one, because I really can't think of seeing one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I, think, the, I think the very rare, especially like over here, over here and I, t- I saw one at um, Infinite Promotions where it took them about 50 minutes to put one up, and they had a G-Man like stalling for time. Well, yeah. well, Andy, no, you know what? No, what I've just had memories of. You said that. You know, Austin Vince wasn't the last barred cage match because oh, you know right. what it was? No, and it, but it was over here. Remember Rock v Triple H at uh, Rebellion '99? That oh, was yeah, a yeah. black barred steel cage match. You just made me remember that. Damn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've to change the show notes now, yeah, Matty. No, you know, like that. Oh, officially, yeah, that was a UK pay per view, so it doesn't yeah, really. No count, one ever it. watched them. Except for me and no. yeah, <laughs> and except you. for us, yeah. <laughs> but it's now, just typical this, Andy. Isn't it? It's typical Hogan coming in last, running wild, blinding everyone, not selling for no one. Some of the stuff he's given Shark near the end here, Andy, the digs. It's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Like it really is. You, you wouldn't get that on like a, an indie show, though. You really wouldn't. It's that embarrassing. The digs and that. It, it's bad. Like, and then you know Hogan submits fucking his. Big Ed Leslie with the camel clutch, doesn't he? And then you get Ryan the you know, maneuver. Nicky, that is. One. bit of story there from Terry. But uh, you get at the end, you get like to be fair, you get the big fucking an angle right out of fucking 1985. 
10 years on, you get the fucking giant coming out. Well, it gets five minutes with Sullivan Dunley and then... That's uh, what it makes sense. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump that. Jump jump the shark there, Andy. See what I've done there? But, um... <laughs> but, um, yeah. Because Hogan's team, when he gets to five minutes with Sullivan, doesn't he? Beats the shit out of him. And then, you know, Andre, this giant sun comes down, doesn't he? <laughs> same singlet, same boots as humans. Oh, yeah. Having all... <laughs> Bobby Heenan says, I recognise that singlet from somewhere. <laughs> yes. And gives Hogan the owl. You know when you can't get that, that bottle cap off your, off your bottle of Coke that can't twist? Yeah. <laughs> Giant gives Hogan that to his fucking neck, doesn't he? <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like he were opening a jar of Dolmio, weren't it? <laughs> you know where you have to actually get a dish? Not, not a, like a tea towel. <laughs> <laughs> Hogan sells it like he's been literally killed, doesn't he? As well, <laughs> and I honestly, that should be 10 years prior that angle and shit and the presentation of it, but it's fucking uh, oh, 1995 WCW for fucking hell. But at least it's not jobs for the boys, at least it's a brand new face, the giant. At least it's that, yeah. Well. Here we go. Another age game now for you, uh, Matty. Oh, this is so we're going to go a bit Bruce Forsyth here on play your cards, right? So higher or lower. So we'll start off with Kevin Sullivan, 46. Randy Savage, higher or lower than a Kevin Sullivan? I go lower. Sullivan, so you're giving me you're giving me a, a king to start there, and he's quite <laughs> you're giving me a good card to start with there. Go on. I go Savage is lower. Savage is lower, 43. Sting, higher or lower than a Savage? Oh, lower. 36. Oh, my age, Sting. <laughs> Here we go. Lex Luger, higher or lower than a Sting? Oh, higher. By one year, 37 yes. is old um, Larry. I'm still on for the five grand here, and You are, yeah, yeah. Sure, you don't want to take the money, Matty. <laughs> not yet, mate. Not yet. I'm on a roll. Your, your, ne your next uh, one is beefer or beefcake, oh, higher man. or lower than a Luger. This is going to be tough, this. I'm going to say, he, oh, what year is this? 95. So he can't be, he, he can't be 32 at Mania 6. He can't be. I'm going to say he's just higher. Correct. Yeah. By one year again, 38. Right, go on. Um, oh, An easy one here now for you. Earthquake, old shark, who, who I've got to mention here. I know it's an OSW review thing, but uh, Jock's watch. He kept pulling up his pants a lot during this match. <laughs> um, but shark is um, it's uh, Mr. Tenter, higher right. or lower than a beefcake. Well, I reckon he's in six for me, so he's got to be lower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> got to be lower. You be right. He's a uh, thirty-two. I'm still on. I'm still on for the jackpot here. And... Right. What shall I go here? So Meng, higher Meng. or lower than um, Quake? Meng. So once again, if he's thirty-two, Meng cannot be twenty-seven. When him and when it, when him and Andre lose the tag <laughs> at Mania Six, he can't be twenty seven, so he's got to be higher. Correct, thirty six. Yeah. Yes. Now it is is the last two for the big money. Big so money. higher or lower than Meng, 
Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Big Tez. Yeah. Oh, so he's 36, so he can't be. So he's fit. Yeah, he's got he's got to be older. Yes, 42. Right. Now, do you are you sure you want to uh, continue on or do you want to go with the speedboat and the uh... <laughs> I'm a stick I'm going to have to stick on Hogan can't change my card here either go on. <laughs> So, higher or lower Kamala. Oh, you've kept a good one. Oh my god. I'm going to aim this 5 grand here and right. So, once again, if Kamala so what old Hogan? 42. 42. Right. So Kamala. God, I went in WHO. So, so at SummerSlam. At SummerSlam 92, we take any he, he's what 39? Hmm, no, I can't be right. So then you go even back further. He can't be saying that he could be 32 when he's in like um world class and WF originally and stuff like that. Oh I'm gonna say Kamala in that match. Is older than Hulk Hogan for the money. Older than Hulk Hogan for the money. So, Kamala, you say, is older than Hulk Hogan. He is 45. Yes! <laughs> oh, I'm proud of that, Alex. I'm fucking proud of that one. <laughs> Are you done well with it? You give me some... You know, I know you have to throw Tenton in there at some point, but they were quite they were quite tricky. Them, I have to use my logic there. You, you know what? I never had beefcake in his thirties, thirty eight. He's same age as me. Yeah, <laughs> scandalous, isn't it? It's scandalous, mate. It really is. Fucking hell! I, I remember meeting him in um, where it now Blackpool. Went to have me picked. It was at the Tower Circus. He went, I went up to shake his hand and I fucking crapped my head off the eye wire. And was like, <laughs> good pic, good picture I had with him. Nice, but nice fella. Give it a retweet after, but uh, yeah. Oh god, how much were it? it cost it paying about 25, 30 quid to meet him. Fucking hell, true yeah. worker, proper worker. I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, the true worker were next door to him, Virgil. Oh, yes. <laughs> Absolute worker, that man. Poor Joey Hayes and Martin Kirby try to carry his ass for like five, five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, coming to the last match now. Match number 10. Halloween Abbott, 1991. 19 minutes and 41 seconds of the Chamber of Horrors match. Yeah, <laughs> End on a great note here, Matty. This is true wrestle crap, isn't it? This one actually is like, I mean, let's go through the teams. You got, you know, you got Sting leading one team with the Steiners and El Gigante. What how do you pronounce it? El El Gigante. El Gigante. That's the one. Jan Gonzalez. Two other people might know him as. Versus yeah. an absolute mismatched, mismatched team of Cactus Jack, Vader, the Diamond Stud, who is Scott Hall, and Abdullah the Butcher. What a fucking collective that team is. Love it. One of these what things is not like the other. And that was the diamond stud, isn't it? What a heel team that is. Uh, Andy, the best thing about this match, seriously, mate, is the ref awry camera. What a fucking 
outrageous for 91. Fucking <laughs> unbelievable stuff. Nick was it, Patrick, it, was, it was Nick Patrick, I think, yeah. who was the ref cam. Um, Basically with a helmet, with a cam that it was, wasn't it? That's what it was. Referee, what a name. <laughs> it... I said it like that on my notes. It like it looked pissed. It like my vision at two a.m. in the morning. Ah <laughs> oh dear. The, um. So the winner is the one who sticks his opponent in the chair and pulls the switch. Um. You have the ring announcer, Gary Michael Capetta, underrated. Yeah, as he an was. announcer, ring announcer. You know what, I, yeah. what I used to love about him? He never used to say from. So he'd say Andy Ogden, Rochdale. £232, Matty Edwards, Liverpool. He'd never say Matty Edwards, hail him from. He was just to the point where he, he was fucking sound. This is Steve! <laughs> <laughs> um, he had Vader with his smoky head. He, he, he always looked nails, didn't he, Vader? Oh, love him, love him. Original Vader, yeah, fucking boss, mate, boss. Diamond stood, looking well. Yeah. Crack and digs, always had crack and digs. All always did. Always, he'd be a few cowboy hats. Uh, yeah, oh, what, what a look, mate. What a, what a look. Um, yeah, the cactus chap with um, a chainsaw for some reason, a smoking chainsaw just for added effect. We it? it was actually fucking they'd have a few sparklers coming out of his because everything else did this match in this set. Fucking hell, <laughs> they love the sparklers in that early 90s, <laughs> didn't they? He did, oh, they did. Uh, but the only person getting um, an entrance theme was Sting. That Sting money, Andy. You know, they were all aspiring to be on that Sting money, mate. <laughs> That's what it was. That's why they had to, they had to give, they had to make him a stand out, didn't they? Now the the setup of this ring with a cage that is that had to be the smallest ring known to man. It was WWE's rings were small, though, weren't they? You know, they, they looked extra small here. But what, what didn't help matters, Andy, is that like a couple of minutes into it, another semi cage with an electric chair come down. So you oh. couldn't do fucking no moves in the ring because you, there was no fucking space. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? If it weren't for Rick Steiner telling Foley to get out the way, you would have got crushed. <laughs> he needed that old WWF music. Oh, doom, 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 doom. <laughs> At least you know it's coming down then. They're literally oh, he... working and he comes down. And, what's going on? He just like, where, where's this thing come from? <laughs> but you know what, and you've got to, like, this is why Foley will always have credit of everyone in the bank because as this is coming down, as I say, it just before he's underneath it trying to get fucking crushed, you know, as this shit's going on, what a shit gimmick match, what a shit fucking thing to happen, the big fucking chair coming down. There's Foley taking fucking avalanche fucking DDT, DDTs off the Steiners. You know, fair play to him. He's still fucking, fucking bumping machine. Yeah, fucking great. You know, that's why he's fucking great, though. All this shite that he's still taking stuff like that. Did, did you know it's that fella who just popped out the casket as well in the corner? Or one of the uh, mashed men or whatever they called them. <laughs> goblins or whatever they called them, really. Well... What turns up about five minutes into the match, a load of zombies who are carrying a stretcher. Yeah, just yes. Halloween, we're in <laughs> Halloween, mate. Is it, uh, God, I think this is the one with the opening like promo. I don't know if it's um, Tony Schiavone dressed as like a vampire or something. Yeah, this is, is where in this way Rick Rude debuts. Was that the year late? No, that's the ooh, no, that's this year, isn't it? 
Yeah. 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 The, the Halloween Phantom and all that. They're all dressed up. Missy's probably dressed up as something and Bischoff, had, you know, blood coming out. Definitely all dressed up, yeah. As I say, Halloween, Andy, all playing Duck Apple backstage, Andy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, bobbing up and down into some white powder more than um, apples, mate. I'm going to say Abdullah's winning that game of Duck Apple, mate, isn't he, with that fucking cranium getting in there? Fucking love it. <laughs> you can stick a few 50p's in that, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Foley says that is booked and he can actually fit dimes and nickels into the fucking blade marks on his fud. Ed like Ed like a bloody um you know a pool table. <laughs> no, he said poker chips. That was the one. How fucking day? Poker chips in his head. Or if you just literally tapped him on the head, he'd start bleeding. It was that like his skin was that like fucking dense or whatever. Bloody John Mo- John Motley will be like that soon, won't he? he when he's at Abdullah's age, he will be. He probably is Abdullah's age at the time now, isn't he? <laughs> um. It, it, you think it were a mess this match, then, Matty? You know what, Andy? Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna slate it, but then I'm gonna surprise you. Right, shocking. Oh, not blaming no wrestlers. As I say, this fucking chair comes down. You know, you can't do no moves. It's you know, as I say, the zombies get involved in all that shit. So they're yeah. working with a lot of shit here. The wrestlers, and you've got some great wrestlers in there. Let's be honest. Small timers, you know, Vader, Sting, the Steiners, and all that. Yeah. So you've got, you can't blame the wrestlers. And even the finish, Andy, I'm going to surprise people here. I love the little Abdullah's getting Rick Steiner in. I love the fucking hokey belly-to-belly he puts Abdullah in the chair. And you know what? All right, the fucking cap of the fucking uh, the electricity cap isn't on his head properly. But, and you know what? I still think it looked better than when Eddie Kingston was fucking over John Moxley and you got them oh, yeah, fucking... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this looked better. This genuinely looked better in fucking 1991. Fucking Jim Hayd WCW. This looked better than that. So I've got to give it credit for that. Thing, thing was, Cactus Jack were near the switch, and he had a perfect view of what was going on. Yeah, I, I, he, you know what he could, he should have done there, and this way, you know, Foley afford to be a bit cleverer. He should have looked like he was struggling with the lever that it was yeah. hard to pull. It should have been like oh, it was dead hard to pull. So then, by the time he did. That's when Abby's in the chair and fucking not Rick Steiner, you know what I mean? Um, I just checked Abdullah the Butcher back, um, back on this day was 51. I was gonna say he's got to be 50, yeah, he's got to be legend though. And I mean, what what a what a bleeder, <laughs> what a bleeder what, though. What a bleeder. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly. That, that'll be on his gravestone, I guess, Matty. He's Abby, still going, Abby. isn't he? He's 82 oh, yeah, now, he's 82, old. yeah, yeah. He's got his like in his rib house or something. I bet you he's wrestled in the last 10 years. He's got to have. Easy. Do you, do you reckon easily? Put money on easy. that, would you? Yeah. Um, he's probably turned up to do a few punches and what have you. But there's probably yeah. been an Abdullah the Butcher versus Necro Butcher match, haven't there? Yeah. And if there hasn't, there's got to be 82 for Abby. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, um, re- re- rating on that, Matty. I'm going to give it one star, Andy, for the finish because I didn't mind it and it was better than that AW Exploding one. So I'll, I'll give it one star for that. And, you know, as I say, none of the wrestlers' fault here. Hampered by the layouts, the structures, you know, that yeah. fair play to them. They had a go. Foley took them, style of moves. And yeah, you, what, what, what can you expect out of that? Like, I, I'm going to just ask about uh, the WCW ring. Did you ever have the WCW toy ring? 
Always wanted it. I had all them uh, galoops they called, aren't they? I had a lot of them. Yeah, they, they were pretty hard, weren't they? I always remember having the Ric Flair one. Didn't move, and you couldn't move the no. joints or not, and they were all stuck to it. I had the Barry Windham, I had Ric Flair, I had Sid, because you could get Sid in his pink singlet or his black singlet. Yeah. Two stings, I had the belts were all the same. Great times, mate, fucking boss them. WWF ring was always the best, weren't it? Oh, mate, I mean, that with the commentary table, you got the speak. Did you ever have the speaker attachment with the bell and all that? Um, I didn't know. I I had like proper the original one, which was like eighty nine ninety. So that yeah, that the, that, the, that, that that Christmas Day, Matty, um got um, WWF ring, a um, couple of figures, and um, Nintendo Game Boy. Sorted and fucking well. What a what a Christmas! But it was great because you got the in the ring post the thing for the American flag, didn't you? You had yeah, the uh, yeah, I had that. On the commentary table attached, you had the, the, the circle thing to put the belt around it. Fucking love it, mate. Honestly, fucking genius. Proper so, genius stuff. I would say some good days as being a booker of that promotion. I were. Oh, and the, the, I, the, I, I, the I, had, I, Federation. I was doing fucking invasion angles before I knew what they were with other, like, with, like, fucking A-team figures and Star Wars figures getting involved. You, you, you know what? I use the same. I mainly, like, um, I had, like, Ghostbusters and Transformers. So I'd, yeah, they, yeah. They'd take part in the undercard matches and, like, the uh, the big heels, like, the slime off um, Ghostbusters. That would be a headliner against Hulk Hogan. Or it'd be I had this random baldy figure, so though if I didn't have like a warlord, I'd substitute yeah. him as the warlord or something. Do you know what I mean? Great. Simpler times, mate. Great stuff. Fucking brilliant. Well, hey, probably but better than half the bookers in wrestling. Oh, uh, totally, totally. There'd be no electrifying cages, like even when we were kids. <laughs> hey, definitely no electrifying cage, uh, cages in, in my Thai wrestling federation. Oh, my, dad did you, yeah? my, my dad had fucking complain using electric. Yeah. <laughs> So there you go. That's all 10 matches done with. What a journey, Matty. Andy, I mean, a journey through shite, like, isn't it? <laughs> to be honest, you know, a couple of decent ones in there. I think I give two free stars and the rest were just a load of shite. But, you know, hopefully we uh, we explain why they were shite and, you know, stuff like that. So, But I can't believe it's flew by so quick, Andy. I know, I know. Less than two hours. It's not like being on grapple, this, is it, Matty? <laughs> Play Bello for that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Matty, uh, what have you got to plug, mate? Uh, yeah, just as I say, and you know, find us on on Grapple. You know, we've got shows every week, weekly spotlights. We've got Patreon shows every week. We've just come off Dealers Choice Month, you know, which a lot of work went into and stuff like that. We've got loads of plans going forward for the new shows, and there's always something going on on that feed, Andy. So, uh, you know, Patreon.com forward slash Grapple for that with me and the guys. You know, Ben O, JP, Gareth, and it's just. Yeah, I don't even know what else is what else is coming up, Andy. But it's just I've enjoyed this, mate. Big time, fucking nice one for having us on. Hopefully, definitely can't wait ne- long that long next time for us to do another show. I mean, you know, let's let's try and make it a regular occurrence, you know, mate. If, if you're up for it, yeah, no, we'll we'll, we'll do, mate. There'll, there'll, as we always say, plenty of irons in the fire. Um, you can follow us at GCP Podcast One on Twitter. Myself at Oggy Part Three. Um, recently. Done reviews from 1PW in Lincoln, um, Future Shock at the weekend, Tidal in Uddersfield. And, yeah, got a couple more things coming up. UWA Wrestling Rampage, another two episodes of that with Mr. Uh, Kieran from Must See Matches, which uh, 
Matty's been on. Great oh, show, isn't it? Yeah. I'm still waiting for me, uh, me, me next call, Andy, to be honest with you, off the boys. <laughs> well, well, uh, just to let the uh, listeners into summer, I'm going to be on in a couple of weeks. Ooh, what, are we allowed to say what matches are or, or no chance? Um, you know what? I'll, I'll say which one. It is um, from WrestleMania 7, uh, Randy Savage versus the Ultimate Warrior. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant oh, stuff. storytelling is its finest. And it's finest, I'll be looking forward to that one, mate. I'll be looking forward to that. But if we're shilling, I forgot to promote my Twitter, at MattyEdwards86, if you can find me on Twitter there. Oh, always a good follow for the uh, top fives. Oh, yeah. and we, we, I've been warned off, though, Ben. I've given too much of my uh, material away on Twitter for free. Like, I need to... <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wake up one morning... I'll just wake up one more and think, fuck this, I've just had a nice brekkie, let's have it, top five, whatever, so, you know what I mean? I'll tell you what, it's always my most uh, interactive tweets of the breakfasts. People yeah, uh, love it, People love a brekkie. They do, mate, they do, and it's just, it's fucking, you know, Twitter can be seen as, a, you know, people always say it's a negative place, but we try and keep it keep it happy and keep it funny, don't we, and that's what it's all about, live interacting and just having a good old time, that, that's what it's about, mate. It is. Um, oh, and, and another plug. What plenty of plugs? Um, More plugs than the uh, electric factory or whatever you're on. You know, think we go for that one, that. <laughs> um, so um, check us out as well on Grapple FPL every couple of Thursdays um, with uh, Ben O. Jamesy and uh, Chris Lene as we yeah. go through our journey of uh, fantasy football. Not looking, not look good the last couple of weeks. I've, I've got to say, ever oh, since yeah, we started doing the podcast again, Matty. <laughs> Well, and there's another plug. I forgot another one on the Grapple feed next week. I'm going to be recording with uh, WH Park as well. Finally, getting that in in the can. Me and him going head to head on our fourth to the business. So that should be uh, entertaining. Uh, I don't know what. I literally don't know what to expect. But I think we're just gonna just me and him going at it. Shoot no one breeze. else on it. Just literally shooting the breeze. But we look. We you know we've had chats in the past and we've agreed on uh, some stuff as well. So it won't just be us going. Uh, Hammer and tongue at each other. We'll be agreeing on there some things as well. So always plenty coming up, and it's what I love. Great stuff, Matty. Pleasure as ever. Oh, thanks again, mate. It's been brilliant. Thank you. This has been shite. Thanks very much. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> <Ta-da>. <laughs>